The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is the Deep in the Heart of Hockey podcast. A podcast about the Dallas Stars, hockey stats, and general shenanigans. And because we're at Marin's house, it's also going to be about Marin's cranky ass cat. Probably. More than likely. She is waiting for a moment to interrupt us. It is February 22nd, and this is our 50th podcast. Our podcast is officially over the hill. It is. In two more podcasts, you will be able to listen to one podcast a week for the rest of the, for an entire year. In five more podcasts, our podcast will be able to get the senior menu at Denny's. Heck yeah. Tiny little pancakes. And then I think in 15 more podcasts, you can actually officially get an AARP discount. And and in like 30 more podcasts, you can retire. <laughs> That's how it's going to be under Trump's America, right? right? That's a commentary on our society, not on our podcast. Not on our podcast, no. (laughs) We're at Marin's house again because I'm selling my house and I'm mostly banished from it Mm -hmm. at the moment because I have to keep everything, like, super neat and, like, I can't be around a lot. She was afraid I was going to trash the place. Yes, that and I don't have any furniture for her to sit on anymore. Because it's all in the garage. Even the chairs? No, I've got like two chairs out. Mm, okay, the most like... stable of the chairs. <laughs> right. But my my um my desk is in my bedroom now, so like podcasting would be weird and kind of like gathered around the the kitchen table type deal. True. <laughs> not not where I usually have everything set up. Um, but it is the stars bye week. Which is a good good excuse for both of us to get sick, I guess. Yeah. Because we're both sick. You can kind of... I'm, I'm getting better, but, but Marin's still pretty stuffy. Yeah. No, I can't breathe through this nostril right now. It's, so it's going to be, I guess, more of a... It, it's good... It, I feel like this is going to be more of a low-key podcast, probably. Um, if I laugh too much, I'm probably going to cough up a lung, so let's try Same. to keep it low-key. Same. Low-key podcast. We yeah. are not going to be funny. So you can just turn it off right now. I know, this is probably going to be the most boring <laughs> podcast ever. It also does mean that the stars aren't doing a whole lot because they're on the bye week. So, well, we do know what some of the stars are doing. We do know, I mean, most of them are in, like, Mexico. <laughs> no, I think the only ones that are in Mexico are Fox and, well, I've seen Foxa and um, Sagan down there. Mackenzie and Shore were golfing somewhere. I think John's went to Mexico, too. Did John's go? Okay. Yeah. And then, like, Hemsky, Hemsky's wife Snapchatted, like, a bunch of the stars at lunch in Dallas, so, I mean, not all of them left. I guess probably all the ones that are secretly injured and staying close to their trainers. Right. I mean, we know Hemsky has to stay close, but I bet you half the roster is secretly injured. (laughs) Yeah. Jamie Ben secretly recovering. <laughs> Although Jamie. doing a lot better. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I feel like, and I had, so I was on the PDO cast today. Because I'm, because I just put my house in the market, I would like pushed all of these, like, people had like reached out to me to do like podcasts and stuff. And I was like, okay, I can't do anything this week. So everybody's like, okay, let's do it the next week. <laughs> and like, I did that to our podcast too, because we were supposed to podcast last week. And so I've been like on a podcast every night so far this week. I did two podcasts on Monday. <laughs> Jeez. But I was on the PDO cast, and it was funny, because he was asking me about Jamie Benn, and he was like, so is he just in age-related decline? And I was like, no, that motherfucker is secret injured. Yeah. I didn't say motherfucker, because I know that's like a not-explicit podcast. Uh, Unlike ours, where we cannot manage to keep our mouths clean. No. Um, yeah... We actually, I, got, I didn't get yelled at, but I got talked to about it on Defending Big D. They were like, you'll have to stop saying that he's injured because we don't have confirmation of that. And I was like, okay, fine. But he's injured. Half speculation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is half speculation, but they've kind of alluded to it in certain post-game interviews. Yep. <laughs> that he was working through some problems. But one of the things that did come out of the bye week is we've actually had some really great reporting kind of breaking everything down. Mm-hmm. And um, Marin pulled out... The, well, Mike Heike put out an article today, and Marin was like, we need to talk about this. Um, basically, the five biggest reasons of what's gone wrong. 
Which I found very... Well, first of all, I really like that he broke it up with song lyrics. <laughs> because it's just a very Mike Heike thing to do. Um, but also, I found I found the list to be... I mean, not that I don't think that Heike is smart, but I found the list to be very insightful and interesting. And, like, some stuff that you could only know with some insider information and access to players and conversations. But some stuff that I was like, yeah, that's that's... That's real. All right. Yep, that's what happened. Yep. So, I mean, I, we, we can go through the list and say if we see if we have any in, added insight, but um, I thought it was very interesting. So, um, the first one was obviously all about the injuries, um, which we've talked about ad nauseum. Every Star's fan ever has talked about ad nauseum. And the thing, the thing that I find interesting um, is that you know you're getting pushed back from the from the fan base now. Like it can't all be about the injuries because most of the guys who who were injured are back. And at the while I while that's accurate, one of the things that I thought was interesting that Mike, that Heike brought up is that it wasn't just about the injured players. It was about the tax on the non-injured players mm-hmm. making up for the injured players along with the rookies and all of that. And <coughs> perhaps having to do a little more than they otherwise would, um, or you know, played off positions or things mm-hmm. like that. So um, that certainly. Um, had a lot of impact, I would think, uh, in ways that I don't think, because it's not just about the player who's out, right? It's about all the play- players who play around the player that's out. It's about chemistry on lines that you wouldn't necessarily have. And I mean, and again, this we, we joke about the ruffle shuffle all the time, but like, he's still... Hardcore. Hardcore ruffling everybody around together. Like, when's the last time Jamie and Tyler played together that wasn't on a power play? Yeah. And, and I think that's actually one of the other, like, that was one of the big points I brought up also with, when I was talking about Jamie Benn, is like, yeah, he's, he's, his numbers are a little down, but he's also playing with a lower caliber player this season mm-hmm. than he ever has. So, yeah, I think, I mean, there's partial speculation there that, you know, there's something was actually wrong, but, like, also, he didn't have the teammates, like, because he, they had, they basically had just Jamie and Tyler, and that was their top six, mm-hmm. and they filled in around it, yeah. and so to keep those guys, you know, to have two lines, they kept, they split them up, and so that's why you have guys like Roussel having fantastic years, and Patrick Eves having fantastic years, is because they're playing up from where they normally play, whereas mm-hmm. you've got both Jamie and Tyler trying to fight through and be the kind of guys that yeah. we expect them to. Playing down without, from where they usually do. Without the extra help. Yep. And I mean, to be fair, Tyler has been, you know, top ten in scoring all year, so it's not like, I mean, he's doing his best that he can, and Jamie Ben isn't far behind. No. So. The thing that I find vexing, to me anyway, is the fact that Jamie Ben has been on a recent surge in points where, like... <laughs> But Cody Eakin is not on a similar surge. Yeah. I'm like, how can you play on the same damn line as this man and not at least get, like, a second fucking assist? <laughs> what is wrong with you? I think he got one on the, the overtime winner the other day. Didn't he? Or yeah, he, he yeah. did. But yeah. that's an OT goal, and that was the first one he'd gotten in quite some time. Well, Jamie Benz, a lot of his point production comes on the power play, too, and they don't play on the same power play. No, either. they don't. So no. I will give I will give Eakin 50% of a pass on I'm that. Really not, I'm really not interested in giving Eakin passes. <laughs> really, just not. Yeah, no, I, I mean, uh, his season being completely off is probably due to him slightly rehabbing also. And Who, Eakin? Yeah, because he had that big, big Eakin. Yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm not saying... I am not at all saying that Eakin is not having a great year because he spent the majority of the first part of it injured. Yeah. He just came back in fucking November, and I'm aware of all of this. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying that, like, I'm not giving him any passes. He doesn't belong in the first line. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. I, um... I'm just saying, like, it's just another symptom, right? Like... Yeah. Of oh, yeah. what's what's been happening. Absolutely. Another uh, kind of good point that Heike made is that they they really, because of all the injuries, they didn't get a hot start like they did last year, and their confidence is just shot. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I think I noticed the most, I was so angry during that, like, here's the thing, for real. If they had not won the Dave Strader comeback game, I was, like, ready to disown them this season. Uh, well, you saw my tweet about it, right? Where I was just like... I will, I will go down there and I will kick all of you in the nuts. Yeah, like... like they, because they haven't been playing, like, a team that is emotionally present. No. 
And um, so for me, it was really, really important that they do win that on a night that was emotionally charged. It was very emotionally charged. And the fact that they went down 2-0 in the first period, I was just like, mm-hmm. I can't believe y'all are doing this again. I can't believe you're making Dave Strider call this on his first game back in 280 days. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. What is wrong with all of you? And then Antoine Roussel said, not on my watch, but in French. <laughs> yes, he did. And then, sure. And then uh, Jamie Ben was like, "Yeah, you're right. Okay, stealing all the thunder from Antoine Roussel." Yeah, I mean, Anto- I would have been happy for Antoine Roussel to go for a dick trick, honestly. Right. Another guy who probably would have actually honored, probably actually would have honored. <laughs> honored the dick trick tradition. Probably. I mean, I could see it after that celly that he had. Oh god, that was so funny. It was the best. It was so good. It was very cute. If you didn't see it, he he ripped his well, he pantomimed ripping it out off and throwing it on the ice. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Looking pissed as always. <laughs> He's never not. He's never not pissed. It's true. I think that uh, that one of the other uh, points, and this is a point I I've made myself, is um, Snell was a little too patient. Uh-huh. With getting this season back to back uh-huh. on track. And um you know, I I there's rumors that he may not even last out the summer. Um I don't I think that would be a poor choice. I also think that would be a poor choice. And again, and we talked about this a little bit last time, like I don't necessarily know if I would advocate firing Lindy Ruff, even though I can't see how they don't. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if I'm in the front office, I, he's getting fired. There's mm-hmm. no bones about it, whether or not it's the right choice, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, or he's not getting extended, really, because he won't be fired, fired, but he won't be extended. Yeah, his contract is up this summer, isn't uh-huh. it? Okay. Yeah. So he gets to save a little face, but... If only we'd gone farther last year. Yeah. That's the thing that kind of makes me feel like it's not fair, because, like... Yes, he's made some very odd decisions this year, but, like, he got us to the second round of the playoffs last year, which is further than Jamie Benn has been in his entire career. And the next season, we have literally everything go wrong for us, and all of a sudden, it's all his fault. Mm-hmm. I just, like... Well, and I think the thing is, though, that I think that's the part of it, is that they all know it's not all his fault, but also, it doesn't... But firing somebody because they're a, a handy scapegoat is... Kind of, well, not fired, but just not re-extending if, for somebody because they're a, a scapegoat is shitty too. Yeah, I think, but I don't think they are big, making him a scapegoat. I don't in in a sense that like everyone I've ever seen talk about it is just has said something about the injuries and like, uh-huh. and I think the problem really ends up becoming like, okay, we accepted that and like, obviously October, obviously November, but now it's February and we're still not winning. Like that's where I'm. I come up short. And it just feels like he's not pushing any levers or pulling any levers, and it feels like we were trying the same thing every single game, and it's not working. See, and that's the, that's also, that's, I mean, and I agree with you, because that's where I'm having the trouble, too, is that, like, then I start thinking about, well, the roster makeup is different than last year. We have obvious defensive deficiencies, even though we're getting the goaltending we always lacked. Um, Our forwards aren't scoring the way they should and some of that is again like the fact that we are missing two of our better forwards um and uh, Jamie Ben has probably been playing injured but like he's not Lindy's not moving the forward roster in around to to fix that in a way that makes sense to me because he's trying to tell me that Cody Eakin is a better first line forward first line center than Tyler Sagan and I'm like uh, no and then we have all those defense, defensive deficiencies that we have discussed before, but he seems like he's, like, stuck on this top-line pairing of Klingberg and Asa Lindell, even though it is quantifiable fact that it is a failed pairing. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why he can't move off of that pairing. It That's doesn't what I, make yeah. sense to me. This is what I get. This is where I get it. It's like, we know that there's issues, but they... Yeah. So We're like, not I, doing anything different. Yeah, so, and what, so I guess what I'm saying is, those are the things that still puzzle me, where I'm not willing to pin the blame of the season on him. Those are the kind of things where I'm like, you're not really helping me make your case for you, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> While you do this. 
Exactly. So either change something up before the end of February or I'm going to hop on that train. No, I feel you. I feel you. I think think coming out of the bye, they need to be really, really strong or it's going to be really... By Lindy, like that's that's yeah. your good that's your goodbye signal. Which is kind of was sad because I I mean I really do like the dude. Yeah, and I like him as a person. I love his I love his interviews. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, his humor and things like that. And I feel like he has a really good rapport with the players. I and, do too. I do too. Like they trust and I'm him, also and he trusts them, and really worried about who we'd get in in. Yeah, play, you know, like yeah, there's not really a lot out there that I want. Well, and this is a question that we have later. I saw it. It was a reader question, but. There's not really a lot out there that I want. No, me neither. So, uh, the other thing we were going to talk about was... Let me pull it up, because I completely forgot. I think it was Vladimir Tarasenko. Well, we had... So, I had we another... added that. Oh, you added another one. Um, so, one thing that Mike Heike did not bring up in his uh, piece that I feel like that a reader wants us to discuss uh-huh. uh, is Jamie Ben growing a sadness beard. Like, is this an a, a, uh, an external manifestation of his internal sorrow for the way the... You know, I don't think so, though, because, like, first of all, it's too groomed to be a sadness beard, right? Like, we've seen Jamie Benn grow sadness beards, and they're, like, the patchiest, saddest thing you ever saw. <laughs> and that's why they're called a sadness beard, because they're sad. But um, I, this one, he's he's keeping it up. He's cultivating it. It actually looks really good on him. Yeah. Players I would not have pegged to look really good with a beard. I Yeah. He looks... I mean... He looks great. So, I, <laughs> I don't I don't have any problem with this beard. I don't think it's... A, I just don't think it's a sadness beard. I think it's a... Um, you know, okay, so he, let's pretend he's best friends with Tyler Sagan because they've talked about it before. You try out trims your best friends are rocking all the time, right? Well, and now that it's like a thing on the stars with like yeah. Eve's getting so much love, maybe he's and maybe it's not a sadness. Jordy's been growing that beard for quite some time now. It's too. an envy beard. Tyler Sagan has had that scruff for quite some time. I can't remember the last time he was clean shaven. He was like eighteen. <laughs> well, no, he was. No. He's been clean shaven since he's come. To I the know, stars, but, but like, my point is, I'm just yeah. like. So, I mean, like, yes, it has taken Jamie Ben quite a few years to actually get up to a full beard because we've all seen what he's tried to grow before and it's a little sad but I, th- I just you know no, this is an envy beard I think I think, this, this I think he just beard. wants to be Even cool if it's like not his an friends. envy beard I think it's like a, a I want to be just like them kind of a beard even yeah. if it's not like necessarily an envy beard it's, it's a peer a pressure beard peer pressure I want to fit in beard that's what I think of it I don't think it's Jamie a, Ben the mean girl I don't think it's sadness no, Jamie Ben is the, uh, I have a, it's almost like I have a fifth sense. <laughs> I can tell when it's already raining. That's, that's Jamie Ben's beard. <coughs> he stands outside and tells you what the weather is like. Do you think this, ESPN. do you think the stars can win after they come back from the break? Do you think that this is what they needed? Well, historically, this season teams coming off of their bye week have been awful. Yep. So, um, I don't know if the Stars can. Um, they have not proven to me this season that they're capable of winning fucking anything on any given night. <laughs> so, um, I mean, maybe Strader is their good luck charm, though. They did win right after mm-hmm. he showed up, but I don't think they have an e- Well, they've got the Arizona Coyotes. Like, pff, they can win that. Maybe the Coyotes have actually played really well recently. Nah, I'm not buying it. Uh, but so they go Coyotes, then they go Boston and Pittsburgh. So maybe they. I mean, I think it's. So reader asks, "I'm going to be at the next three Stars games. Which one do you, they have the most best chance of winning?" So definitely the Coyotes. I'm throwing the. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. Coyotes. Although the, the the, I don't follow the Bruins. I know they're currently in a playoff spot, but like. A bunch of my Bruins friends are, like, ready to throw the towel in on the season, so apparently they're not doing amazingly well right now. They couldn't couldn't buy a save for the longest time, and that's why Claude Julien got fired. But the Penguins, I would never hang my hat on a Penguins win. Or a win against the Penguins, even though we've done it 
two both times the last two years running. Yeah. This season has been terrible, so. Well, and the, the thing, the only reason I would have hope about maybe potentially winning against the Penguins is, like, their blue line is half AHL right now. True. And so it's, like, Chris Letang, so a guy who's normally on the third line. Though, so. Not anymore. <laughs> the roster's not that bad anymore. It's not that great either. Like, Trevor Daly just got injured. Like, I mean, they're missing, they're missing Justin Schultz. They're missing uh, Ali Mata, both for, well, just Ali Mata for like six weeks, and then Justin Schultz is on concussion protocol, so we don't know how long he'll be oh, out. Oh, that sucks. And then Trevor Daly got injured last night. Oh, Trevor Daly's injured? Yeah, so like they already- Is he going to travel with the team? I, I don't know. I haven't seen the update. Oh, what if he doesn't come and they don't get to see him? That's sad. I don't know what his problem is. I know. I'm just saying it's sad. Yeah, that is sad. Okay, so I can't breathe through my nose, but it's dripping. Like, what the fuck is that? That That's this year. Yay! So, we've got literally 22 games left in the season. Do you have any goals? Do you think... What do you want to see them accomplish in the 22 games? Well, I'd like Jamie Alexiak to close out this season with a hat trick. Just for funsies? Just... A, for funsies. B, so I can watch my own and everybody who hates him head explode. Because <laughs> you will, we will never hear the end of what a great defenseman he is because he scored three goals in a game. <laughs> um, he got close once already Yeah, he did season. have two in a game already. So, I mean, I kind of want it to happen just for the sheer fuckery of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm full on Team Chaos at this point. I well, I, mine as well. My that's kind of my point. Mine as well. Like, what the fuck else are we doing with this season? I want more goalie points. I love. goalie I would love points. one of the goalies to score an empty netter. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um. Cars. Cars come close. I think as far as a realistic goal, I would actually really like to see a Tyler Sagan. I'm stay sorry, healthy. Jamie Alexiak getting a hat trick is a realistic goal. How dare you? It is not. Hat tricks are never realistic. Sure. They are very improbable events. It is just as realistic as the next scoring event. It is not <laughs> just as realistic. I didn't say just as probable. I said just as realistic. Okay. It, that's what I'm saying. It's not If it's not very probable, it's not very realistic, in my opinion. But it's not that, it's in, it's not that it can't happen. Uh, I would like to see, as like far as a thing that could, could actually probably happen... I would like to see Tyler Sagan finish top five in points, and I would like to see him stay healthy all season. Yeah, that'd be nice. Because he hasn't, which is kind of hilarious. Like, of the in, of the forwards you'd expect to go down during the season, Tyler Sagan is the one, probably. Uh, in, the le- in the next 22 games, I would if, they'd, if they're going to make trades at the deadline, I would like them to make trades that significantly improve our roster. That would be amazing. I don't think this is the year to, like, stockpile. I don't think they should stockpile picks. That's my thing about no, the I trade don't. deadline. No, I don't think they should stockpile picks. Does anybody not know that this draft is not that deep? I mean, it's it's an okay draft, but there's no one at the top that's, like, super gotta have. No, I know. That's what I'm... So, like, everybody that you're drafting, regardless of what round you're looking at, you're looking at somebody who has to be, like, developed in the system. Right. That's kind of my point. Yeah. So it's not that there aren't good players, it's just that there's no instant impact, guys. Again, that was my point. I know, I'm just clarifying, because yeah. yeah. it wasn't particularly clear. Um, I think, yeah, because if they start just dr- stockpiling picks, then they're not only screwing this season, but they're screwing, like, I mean, well, this season's already screwed, but they're not only screwing next season, they're screwing a couple seasons. Yeah, they're screwing this next season and seasons after. What are you, what are you, what are you doing? She's just having an adventure. Having an adventure. Does that light always blink? Yeah, when we talk. Uh, Interesting. So, as far as, like, ending our part of the podcast, because we have a billion D questions, do you want to talk about the most adorable thing ever? Yes. Okay. So, um, as you all know, I don't like the blues. Um, as you guys also know, I don't like Vladimir Tarasenko of the Blues because he so often causes me fits when he plays my team. But, um, this past week he invited, I can't, what is her name? Ariana? Ariana. A little girl named Ariana who had the most amazing 
coat made out of what I can only assume is unicorn hair. <laughs> um, she's nine, eleven, nine, somewhere eleven. There? Eleven. She's eleven. She has um, a form of cancer that is in her nerves, and she's had it. She's been in remission twice and had it come back three times now, or had it come three times. <coughs> and um, he, this is the part that I found out today after watching the video that was the most amazing thing. He actually. There was a, an auction to raise money for the, you know, Blues Foundation or whatever. And the top prize was getting to fly on the team plane to go on two road trip games with the team. And he bid on that himself because he wanted to give it to her. Oh. So he was the winning bidder so that he could take her on the trip. Like, he outbid fans for this so, so that he could give her the opportunity. So she comes to practice, and it was her birthday. And the fact that... And the, the, the thing was, her mother was, like, in tears telling this story. And she was talking about the fact that, like, that she didn't think that she was going to have an 11th birthday because they were so sure that she would die earlier than that um, because of this form of cancer and how aggressive it is. Um, and so the fact that she's 11, the fact that she's in, like going coming out of a treatment stage and going back really close to going back into remission um and that they invited her out there they she can't like she was given um a Tarasenko jersey and it was an away jersey and he's like do you know why it's an away jersey and she was like no so he gives her this letter that she reads on air that's like dear Ariana and mom we're taking you on this trip and she's like getting really excited and like shaking as she's reading it and um, then the guys all sing happy birthday to her it was just the cutest thing I was like I just I needed a story like that (laughs) I needed a story like that in this in these dark times because it was so sweet and I was just like I love I love things like this yes it's nice sure it's nice it's nice in these in this sports world to hear about the nice things that these people do because I feel like there's so much bullshit and it's nice to hear about nice shit. It is. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. That is the cutest. We will, um, we will link the story and, and stuff. And the picture of her awesome coat. <coughs> and the picture of her unicorn hair coat <coughs> on the, on the podcast. So you can all watch it and cry with us. Yeah. As you... I, I, there were actual tears. Oh, I do not doubt. Yeah. Um, so we've got a lot of reader questions, and our friend Andrew, friend of the podcast Andrew, sent us a billion, because he's always at work whenever we're asking for questions. So he, like, stockpiled them and then sent them to us today. So we've got his... his we've got actually two different Andrews asking questions. But uh, Andrew, friend of the podcast, Andrew, is Andrew L-A. Do you want to ask first, or should I ask first? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'll ask you this question, (laughs) because I would just scream. (laughs) Would you trade Jamie, Ben, and Niemi for Price and Pacioretty? Are you you serious? You have to think about this? I do, because Carrie Price is so good. But no, I probably wouldn't. I really... What is wrong with you? I, I mean, your chance of winning with a good goalie goes significantly up. You want to trade a top ten left wing in the game. Or another top ten left wing. Mm. Pacioretty is not a top... Yes, he totally is. I guarantee you. Look at his goals. He's one of the best goal scorers in the game right now. Pacioretty is very good. He is not an adorable cow who leads his team like ours does, even though he's technically the captain. But, I mean, you're really... Yes, he's a step down from Jamie Benn, but he's not, like, a significant downgrade. He's, like, maybe five goals less a year downgrade. And Carey Price is really a significant upgrade. I think I think if I was nil, I would take that, but me as a fan, I like Jamie Benn enough that I would be like no if Neil took that I would I would switch team allegiances I would be that that's just a stupid trade to me no it is not a stupid trade it is a very good very good deal for for Dallas uh because the thing is you really when you get like I mean it'd basically be like asking it'd be like getting Henrik Lundqvist a guy who can actually win games for you um he's never matched Jamie's point totals 
Uh, but he's still one of, like I said, he's easily top ten. Um, he's a goal scorer. He's not a not an assist guy. Okay. So he's never going to hit the total points, but he is a very good goal scorer. And if you give him somebody else who can feed him, which we have on our team, then he would be a, not a particularly significant downgrade. And and on t- in total, you're getting a bigger upgrade with you add price than you are by losing Jamie. I promise. I'm not. Cross my heart, hope to uh, die. I, you can say that all you want. I'm not buying it. Not buying it. <clears throat> all right, we'll move on because I'm already getting nasty looks. Billy, F. I didn't look at you. <laughs> oh my god, calm yourself. Uh, Billy says, "What D goalie and forward do you think the Stars should go after at the deadline, like akin to the Yonmark trade?" And after the season, basically, who would you like us to target now, and who would you like us to target in the off season? Um. Well, I don't think we're gonna get a goalie at at the deadline. No, I don't think we'd get a goalie that we want at the deadline. Um, I would like us to target one of the young goalies that I mentioned in that post that I made on defending Big D. And of those goalies, I would most like Darling. Um, if not Darling, then um, Ranta would be a great option for me. Um, I feel like Darling is actually a fairly realistic option. I think so, too. Um, Especially because he's free agent this year. He's free agent, and and Chicago can't afford to pay him. Chicago can't afford to pay him, and they've also got some, a little bit of depth in their system, and then they also, um, and he, I mean, he deserves a a starting shot, Mm -hmm. at the very least, and I think there are few teams who are going to be looking for backups like that. Right. Um, and we're one of them. Right. We're guys like that, I should say. Uh-huh. So. And so he feels very realistic to me. Yeah. Um, forwards to go after at the deadline? I mean, as far as D and forwards, I would be looking more at prospects than, than actual yeah. NHLers. Like, and I, I have to admit, like, I don't have a huge um, background in everybody's prospects. But, I mean, there's some definite guys who can make a difference and it, d- it really de- depends on who our trade partners are going to be um I don't think there's anybody in the Red Wings system I'm particularly crazy about and that's the only one I know that Nil would probably have a really strong background in as just a rule um Obviously, the Coyotes Although have a lot of good Although he's been here process. for enough seasons that I don't know that he would still have a yeah. huge knowledge of the Me neither. prospect pool. Um, obviously, the Coyotes have a really good prospect pool. Um, and the Leafs have some, too, that they probably are going to have to part with. Yep. So there's some definite options there that would be interesting to see pan out. And the thing I like about the Leafs is that they do actually play a very similar style to us as well, so it would probably not be a very difficult adaptation to, from, you know, the Toronto Marlies to the Texas Stars slash Dallas Stars system. But I don't have any very specific names, unfortunately. I mean, I couldn't have told you who Janmark was when he got traded for, so... Uh, no, I just know he came in with uh, Backman. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Backman was the target Wasn't he traded for Eric Cole? Yep. That's who it was. Yep. And Backman was the target of that trade. Janmark was still in Sweden, and it wasn't really quite sure, clear if he was going to be an NHLer. Yeah. I still think Backman should get more of a shot up here. You know, if we didn't already have a billion D... I know, but I'd like to get rid of some of the ones we do have and make way for other pe- people who might have more talent. Than right? And I mean, you're Alexiak. telling me. You're telling me. He'd probably be at least the same level. Yeah. Uh, do you want to ask Andrew's sure. next question? Uh, oh yeah, good good job us, because this is a question I have to answer. <laughs> I want to buy a New York Riveters jersey, but I'm not sure what player to pick. Criteria, I'd like them to be very skilled, not the most famous, more Janmark Honka than Sagan Ben. Tricky one, I'd like it to be someone who could use the money. For example, I assume Kessel is doing okay from the family connections, at least. Also, she's probably the most famous. Yes. Um, So there's a couple. It depends kind of on what you're uh, looking for as far as your goal, as far as your jersey. Um, As far as forwards are concerned, I would recommend um, Rebecca Russo. 
She is a rookie this year, um, and she actually got into the NWHL not through the draft, which is where a lot of the new players came from, but she walked into the tryouts and, like, was signed after a professional tryout, basically. And she has been fantastic uh, for the Riveters as far as the forwards are concerned. Um, on defense, you can't go wrong with the uh, captain, uh, Ashley Johnston, who's kind of more of your traditional uh, stand, stay-at-home defenseman, though it's not like she doesn't pay, play on the power play. Um but she's definitely more of a big body, get in the lane type defenseman than a mobile skilled person. Um, but I mean, she's just, you know, quality talent, really good decision making, um, stand up person, um, all around big, a lo- lot of love for her uh, in New York. Um, and then another one, another rookie who's really surprised this year is Katie Fitzgerald, who was actually slated to be a practice goaltender. Um, when the season started, but Jamie Leonoff, who was last season's probably the best goaltender, who had signed with the Riveters, needed that dreaded hip surgery or some sort of surgery, and so she's out for the season, so then Katie Fitzgerald got an immediate bump up, and so she was supposed to be the backup goaltender, um, and, uh, but ended up outplaying, um, the woman they had slanted in as starter, and has really, uh, she earned the first shutout in Riveter's history, and um, has really been a big reason why the the Riveters are in second place right now. So those are my three recommendations. Russo, Johnston, and Fitzgerald, depending on the position you're looking for. Cool. Uh, doot, doot, doot. Okay, so Dizzy Lou asks... A friend would like to know if there are any other first-line players with Eakins numbers that are getting paid like him. Numbers, stats, whatever. Um, as for me, I'm curious what you think the coaching situation will be for the new season. Who you want versus reality. Okay, well, you're going to have to answer that first question. I have no idea. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I didn't look. But I would probably... I mean, I think it's fairly easy to say, no, there's not likely to be another first-line center who has zero, like, basically no points on the season. Nine. Nine points on the season for a first-line center. That is kind of unheard of. It's, you don't get up to the first line without scoring. That's kind of the point of being a first-liner. Unless you're Tyler Bozak, and he was just on the first line because Phil Kessel liked him. But he's scoring without Phil Kessel. Weird. Now he is, yes. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. For a while there, though, I know he vexed a lot of he did. fans yeah. on the first line. But he's he's okay now. Yeah. Um, but no, nine nine points for a one C is dumb. It's awful. Um so what was the second part of the question? It was about coaching, right? Yep. Who um you, what do you think the coaching situation will be? Oh, uh, I think you I mean we've already talked about it. We both kind of have a feeling it's probably gonna not get called or not get re signed. Um, as far as who I want, my unicorn is Ralph Kruger. I would love for him to leave his soccer millions in Europe and come and coach for peanuts or uh, smaller millions here. <laughs> smaller millions. Yeah. Um, I would I would really love that. I think that Ralph Kruger is a great coach. I think that he was given the shaft by Edmonton, as Edmonton is wont to do, um, because they're stupid. And um, he's a really he's a really great guy. He's a really smart guy. And I would love to see him. Of the people that I know right now that are available, I don't want any of them. Great. I would rather just keep Lindy Ruff. Yep. Um, but uh, if I can have my way, I would say thank you very much to Lindy Ruff and hire Ralph Kruger. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. I think the one I'm most worried about is probably Ken Hitchcock. I know, because a lot of fans are calling for him because he's been here before, but I think yeah. that would be a bad choice. I think... You know, he's one of the, I think, what did I say, two or three defensive-minded coaches on the market, but for me, he's the one that's the least player-focused, and with the guys that we have in the club right now, I think that's something that's actually really important. Mm -hmm. So I think if I had to pick, and I couldn't have Ralph Kruger, and I could only choose from the guys that are I know are on the market right now, I would probably go with Gerard Gallant. That's what I was going to say, but... And that it's solely because he's a player-focused coach, and I mean, I, you know... 
I've followed Florida quite a bit. I'm, you know, I know a lot of hockey analytics people, and he's not like particularly analytically inclined. And it's not to say that he isn't, or like, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying like he hates analytics or anything like that. But it's not his strength. It's certainly not a strength of his. And it's one of those things where it's like he would probably play Lindell with Klingberg because they're better defensively, better with quotes defensively. And, and so we'd probably see a lot of the exact same problems we're seeing now, but I think he would at least have a better time or easier time gaining the trust of the players, and maybe we could get a little bit more out of him that way. Yeah. The only the only upside to Hitchcock being here is I could finally ask him whether or not <laughs> he's actually a wizard <laughs> in disguise. He wouldn't be able to tell you, though. I could come up with, like, I, I would be busting in with my own knowledge of the wizarding world. Okay. What's your what's your entrapment question? I haven't really thought that far ahead because we haven't hired him yet. Oh, you got to think about your entrapment question. Must be nice to finally be able to use all your. Is it when Guardian Leviosa or <laughs> Leviosa? <laughs> I'm alive. I promise. Thankfully, I have not laughed this whole podcast. I've, I've coughed, but I've not. I'm clearly laughed. not trying hard enough. To make no, you're laugh. really not. <laughs> <coughs> okay, I think it's your turn, Dad. Okay, Andrew L.A. again asks: Should Las Vegas draft Pronger? No. They yes. Don't. What if they need to hit the floor? <laughs> they won't. I don't think they will. Um, Las Vegas is going to be really fun to watch because they're. Officially, they should be making their last payment on February 28th, which allows them to start making trades as of March 1st. Ooh. And so they can start, like, doing things like accepting picks and prospects to not touch players or to take certain players. Um, and so that'll start getting really fun. And so, I mean, there is the... Pop- I really hope... I really hope Jim Neal starts blowing up his phone about Jamie Alexiak. Hey, <laughs> would you like a really tall defenseman who can't do anything else? Yeah. But be really tall? He can, you know, be... Score. Every once in a while, potential hat trick. Yeah. Potential hat trick scorer, Jamie. Potential hat trick scorer, Jamie Alexiak. Uh, I think, um, so Vegas is going to be probably my favorite thing to watch going forward. But the only way they would take Pronger, and they have no real incentive to do so, um is if, and neither team has any incentive to do this, because the only way they would take Pronger is if um, Arizona paid them to do that. And Arizona isn't likely to lose anybody good in the draft because all of their good prospects are exempt. So they have plenty, so they can do the 7-3 format, which allows them to protect all of their good players and not lose anybody, right. basically. Like, they're going to be losing an AHLer that nobody cares about. Right. So they don't know, have no desire, no real reason to try and pay Vegas to take Pronger. Who do you think leaves from our team? You know, I've been... I go kind of back and forth to, like, how they do the... They're going to do the protection. Um, it's going to have to do... It's going to be... It's going to be difficult to figure out the stars protection until we start signing some of those extra contracts. Yeah. Um, since so many of our RFAs have to be re-signed this year. Uh-huh. So I think the, your locks are going to be Spezza with his no movement clause. Sure. So that's a given. Jamie and Tyler Obbs. Right. Um, and Foxa. And that's your obvious force. You don't think Klingberg's obvious? Well, that's what I was just going forwards right now. Oh, oh yes, forwards. I thought that was your obvious four. And four like, forwards. Um, and so then that gives you three spots for guys like um, Mackenzie, Richie, Roussel, Eakin, and then you've got a bunch of guys that we like but are going on, on um, are going UFA. So yeah. you've got Eves who's going UFA, you've got Sharp, Sharp. who's going UFA. Do you think they finish out the year as stars, though? No, Both of them? I don't. I, don't I really don't. But like, it, so then who would we get back to is another question. What? When is the? I didn't actually look this up. When is the expansion draft? When do they do um, that? June eighteenth. Okay, so it's after the postseason, but before the actual draft. But before the actual draft. Okay. Yeah, because Vegas wants to get all their picks before the draft. Makes sense. Um, so they have until the seventeenth to figure out their protection list, and then Vegas has 
to put their draft together basically overnight. Oh, God. Yeah. It's actually not that hard to do once you get going, but it'll probably, it's gonna, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be some extra drama. Yeah. True. I mean, it will give us something to talk about at least because we're certainly not, <laughs> sure shit, not making it to the postseason. <coughs> exactly. Uh, so Tommy asks, what is the best barbecue in Tejas? Well, first of all, I appreciate your question, Tommy. Um, I have not had all of the barbecue in Tejas. I have not had even a significant portion of the barbecue. I have not either, because I've really only had barbecue in a couple of places, and those have all been places I've lived, or visited frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Everybody, everybody talks a big game about Franklin's in Austin, and I've never been because I refuse to stand in that line for three goddamn hours just yep. for food. Agreed. I, I refuse. I Agreed. absolutely, unequivocally refuse. Um, so, and I don't have interns to send to stand in line for me. Um, so my favorite of all of the ones that I've actually eaten myself is actually Black's Barbecue. That's good. Um... And for me, barbecue is about the barbecue, but it's also about the sides, because you have to have good sides in your barbecue. And one of the things I've always really liked about Black's Barbecue is that they are the only barbecue place I know of that has mac and cheese as a side. That's a good one. Um, but Rudy's, Rudy's sauce. I See, I'm a big sauce person because I'm from Kansas City, so Kansas City is all about having a great sauce to go along with your great meat, more so than sides or anything else. Uh-huh. And, uh... Well, I don't think a lot of people place importance on sides. I think that's me. True. But, you know, but Texas is only about the meat ever. True. And I'm not about that. I'm about, you've got to have good meat, but you've also got to have good sauce. Mm -hmm. And that's the big thing that bothers me about Texas barbecue, is most of their sauces are super runny. And, like, some of them are really good. I do like the Rudy sauce, and I like the spicy sauces you get at a lot of places. Uh Um, but, like, I don't know. I think, uh... We went to, um, I had friends in town from Canada not too long ago, and we went to um, Terry Black's, which is different than Black's. It is. And that was pretty dang good. And they had a couple different sauces that I really liked. Um, Rudy's is not bad for, for what it is. No, and it, like while I don't really necessarily always love their meat, their brisket gets kind of gristly, um, I do actually like their sausage. Yeah. And I really do like their fucking so- like sauce. Their their barbecue sauce is really good. Um, I'm not afraid to say it. They also have good breakfast tacos. Hardcore yes on the breakfast tacos. Yeah. Strong recommend there. Yeah. Um, I have also been to um, a place here in Austin, which is, you know, it's fine. It's actually pretty decent for um, the pricing they do. Uh, called Style Switch. It has been like was was like a really kind of very peppery crust on their brisket, Ooh. which I liked. Um, and then um, the place that I find the most disappointing, but a lot of people flock to, is the Salt Lake. I see. I don't go to the ones in town. I like going to the one out in the middle of nowhere. And yeah. that one is actually I like that's better than the ones in town. I agree. I've been to the one in Dripping Springs. And I, I liked that. Yeah, that one is actually that one. But their is sides are gross. Um, I don't mind the coleslaw because I don't I like, like I don't like mayo coleslaw. That mm-hmm. one is a vinegar coleslaw, and I actually mm-hmm. really like it. But I don't like their beans. I don't like anything else. Yeah, I don't, I don't eat cream corn as a thing. <laughs> I think it. I think to me, it's you might as well be eating a bowl of snot. Like <laughs> it just looks and tastes. Well, I don't know what it tastes like because it's just it's a texture thing. It just looks disgusting. Um, so, uh, I, no, I don't do that. But, I really do like their coleslaw. Yeah, their coleslaws, their coleslaw's so, pretty good. <coughs> I, I've never, never been really impressed with there. But Dripping Springs is the, definitely, if you're gonna go to the Salt Lake, go to the Salt Lake. Don't do the ones in Austin. Yeah, don't do the locations in Austin. And especially don't do the one next to, uh, the Del Byman, because that no, one is terrible. that one's awful. Yeah. And that's the one I've been to the most, because people would be like, because I used to work up there, and so people would be like, oh, let's go to Salt Lake, and I'd just be like, okay. Well, do we have to? Okay. But if I have time, I, what I really like to do, because I've been to, I've been to the Blacks in town, but I've also been in that black that's out in the middle of nowhere, on the like, east of San Marcos. Uh-huh. Um, and I really like going to barbecue places in the middle of nowhere, because I feel like those are the places that actually, like, really do roast their shit all day, and yeah. it's like, I mean, like, they're, I don't know. Well, they're, 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 they're 
uh, smokers are better seasoned. Yes. There's just something about having to drive out into the middle of nowhere to eat barbecue that probably makes it taste better mm-hmm. in my own mind. Not necessarily like for realsies, but I think, I think, I, I know for sure that that salt lick in Dripping Springs is better. And I know for sure that the blacks is better. So I feel like, I feel like it ha- must be, have something to do with the seasoning. I've also eaten at Cooper's, which was quite good. I haven't been to Cooper's. Where's that? That one's on the, um, uh, it's actually, it's on, uh, uh, I-10, but going out of uh-huh. town. Like, I think it's actually 610, but, like, going... I was like, I-10 doesn't come to Austin. No, 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 it's, like, it's, it's, it's out in the nowheres. Oh, okay. Um, but it's, it's how I have to get to, if I go to, um, if you go to Marfa from my house, or if you go from, uh, or when I went up to my dad's house in... Um, oh, okay. So if you're going on to the I-10 to get up to El Paso, right. like to come from my house to there, it's at the junction of that I-10 and I forget the road that I take to get there. Oh, okay. okay. But it's in, I think it's actually in Junction, Texas, I think it's called. Oh, Junction. Yeah. Oh, all the way out there. Yeah. Okay. But it's super far west. Yeah, well, Junction is super far west for sure. Mm-hmm. Although I've accidentally, like, no, what's the But people like come up from San Antonio that way sometimes. That's how I had it. My friend's parents were coming into town, and they were coming up from San Antonio. So they Why were driving. They go all the way out to Junction to come up to, to go to Cooper's, and then they drove because oh, 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 <laughs> like, they were because the they were coming up from oh, they were coming hilarious. up from the valley, so they were just kept up on I ten. Oh, they're coming. Okay. okay, and so then they go past San Antonio on I ten, and um, went to Cooper's, that and then turned the randomest into... route to get anywhere. Well, I mean, for barbecue, you'll do crazy things. Uh, I I will do. I yes, I will do crazy things for food. <laughs> I like food. It's good. Food is actually good. We're excited. We have Ty to help us clear out our sinuses later. Okay. I'm looking for Junction now. Okay. Oh, okay. So you're taking the road through Fredericksburg, probably. No. It doesn't go through... through I go through Yano. I don't know what road that is. I don't. I mean, I know. I I know how I can do it. Like I can drive it, but I don't know what neighborhood it is. <laughs> you don't go through Johnson City. Mm-mm. Huh. Because I'm like I'm, I'm way up in. No, I know. It just looks like the most direct route from where you are to get to I ten. I go up like twenty twenty nine, and then I go through this like cute little town, and then seventy nine, maybe. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, 79 doesn't seem to be a road. Then I don't know what it is. I literally do not know what it is. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, do you want to ask the next question? Um, where are we? Oh. Um, Andrew L.A. again asks, Describe a star's practice when Michelle Tarion is the head coach. Does he speak French to Roussel? He probably speaks French to all of them, but only Roussel gets it. Yeah, and then he gets angry when they don't understand him. And they're like, why are you making so having so much fun at practice? Hockey isn't fun. Play more defense. I like the big arms. That, yeah, those are your Michel, Michel Therrien That's arms. my Michel Therrien arms, because I know what he does. Yeah. Clearly it involves a lot of gesticulating. Do you feel like he would probably give all of his interviews to the press in French, too, just because he's pissed he's here? <laughs> no. I feel like he would actually be really gamey, like, good, like, uh good sport about it. Yeah. I feel like you would. You would at least try. For a little while. For a little while until we didn't play defense. Like, you know, oh gosh. Michel Therrien would be the worst. Like, do you know how fast Klingberg would get traded if Pretty. Michel Therrien was our coach? Pretty fast. Like, you can't deal with P.K. Subban. Okay. You try and deal with <laughs> John Klingberg who couldn't hit something moving if, like, you put weights on him. You know? That's his heart. He's so bad at that. He's just... That's not his strength. It is not his strength. Nope. (coughs) (coughs) Alright, your turn. My turn. Larry Joe asks, I believe we need commentary on the photo the stars posted yesterday. Uh, The one that looks like a disgruntled boy band. Which I have pulled up for us here. And I will post online as well. Well, so first and foremost, is this from their, like, Stars season ticket holder event? It has to be from the, from the season ticket holder event where they all went to Six Flags. 
Tyler Sagan buys his t-shirts a size too small on purpose. Well, those are all supplied by the team. Uh, he probably, well, I'm sure they had a little sign-up sheet. Right, uh, They're like, what size do you need? And everybody was, like, large or extra large, and Tyler Sagan was, like, schmedium. Schmedium. <laughs> I really, I really appreciate that Jamie Alexiak is standing there in the background. First of all, not looking taller <laughs> than anybody else in the picture. Not entirely sure why that is. It's because he's got his head tilted back. Yeah, he's taken off a couple but inches. But I feel like, I feel like that's an exasperated look at Curtis McKenzie's sandals. Like, I think he's ashamed to be in the same picture with those. <laughs> Roddick is just like, like, I love how in the back you've got, like, the defenseman and, like, Klingberg just looks like he's just, like, trying really hard not to laugh. And then Lindell's like, I don't really know what's going on here. I, why am I here? <laughs> why, why is everyone dressed like me? <laughs> okay, so that actually plays into somebody else's idea on Twitter that these are all pledges in a frat class. And, like... <laughs> Glindle is obviously the one who just had the hood pulled off of his head. <laughs> and it's like, the fuck am I? And Tyler was obviously the first and is already like, let's get this shit over with. What do I need to do? And whereas Nemeth is like, I don't know if I want to join this frat anymore. I know. Like, hang out with you losers. Like, he's definitely got some judgy face on. He really does have judgy face. I also appreciate how... You talk about Tyler Sagan's shirt. Let's talk about Nemeth's shorts. Because Nemeth is wearing tight-ass shorts. Those are, like, painted on. I know. They are. Like, that can't be comfortable. No! How how would that be comfortable? Like, if you look (laughs) at... Like, even, like... So, Fox has got about the same length of short, but, like, he's got some room to breathe in there. There's some gap between his thighs and the shorts over there. But, like, you can see the outline of his phone. You can see the bones on his fingers. (laughs) Like, there's... Not could, where I thought you were going with outline of his phone. Let me just throw that one in there. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna try to keep this at least like R-rated. NC <laughs> seventeen. Like I'm not looking for Patrick the outline Nemeth of his is package. NC seventeen member of this disgruntled I mean, boy band. No, I can't even see which way he no. dresses. So, um, yeah. This is just, it's just awkward all around. It's, I, he looks like he's wearing spandex shorts. Yeah. Like, he's gonna go bicycling after this. But really, the person who should be feeling the most shame is Curtis McKenzie. Yeah, those, I mean, like, I don't get me wrong, I love a good Birkenstock, but like. Not in public. Not to a team event. Yeah, like, if you're, I mean, I get it, but also, like, everybody else managed sneakers. Sneakers are no, fine. No, no, I'm sorry, Niemi is wearing flip-flops. But those are not, like. They're not Birkenstocks. Yeah, they're not dad. Curtis, Curtis McKenzie is wearing dad shoes. Curtis McKenzie is wearing, like, ultimate dad shoes. Like, and he's not, he's, like, the one person in that picture that's not a dad. Yeah. Well, I'm I mean, kidding. there's That's actually all the tiny there's, kids. That's, there's a bunch of tinies in there. I don't know. There's actually only one, one person in there that's a dad, I think. Yeah, well, all right. These are the young guns. <laughs> Just are, kidding. Niemi's, like, overseeing the whole operation. Yeah, that's why he looks the most pissed off. <laughs> yes. He's he's the big brother in the pledge of the of, of the, the frat of the frat, and he's like, I have to oversee these assholes. All right, here's your next task: drink this water really fast. You sure you have to drink two? <laughs> Nemeth, we might not have you drink one because we don't want you bending over. <laughs> We're not sure you could actually go to the bathroom. <laughs> We're a little worried about those shorts. <laughs> just, that looks like Mackenzie also looks like he's a little disgruntled. Like, like maybe he's looking at everybody else's shoes and he's a little ashamed that he went with the Birkenstocks. Like, you told me to wear this. Something you comfortable. Me, <laughs> you told me to be comfortable. <laughs> okay. <coughs> we have a new question from an Andrew that is not Andrew L.A. It is Andrew L. Oh, I'm reading this. Yeah, I'm sorry. I totally love it. Yeah, I was like, why are you doing this? Who would win the Dallas Stars talent show and why? I tell you who's not going to win the Dallas Stars talent show is Jamie Benn. I just feel like he wouldn't do anything imaginative. I feel like he would, like, do, like, stick-handling tricks. No, Jamie Benn is the kind of guy who would get up and do, like, his sixth grade trumpet solo and, like, do it not very great. And because he probably has only be it. doing it because his mother made him. Yeah, 
I think that would be. I would think that would be Jamie Benn. Um, who do you think is the secret talented one though? On the secret talented one, I bet it's like Essa Lindell, and he can like play like go like ham on some spoons, you know, like real cart like hardcore bluegrass, rando instruments, just like rock out. Do you think he plays like more than one at a time? Like he gets. I bet he's a one man like band. Water glass and a washboard and some spoons. One and man a band. Yeah. I could see that. Who judges the talent contest? Who is the judge? Oh, uh, I mean, it can't be anybody on the team. So let's say um, probably Tom Holy and uh, Jim Nill yeah. and and the girlfriends and wives. Yes. Please let Julie Hemsky MC all the talent contest. So obviously Julie Hemsky is the MC. Um, I feel like Katie Holdridge has got to be involved somewhere because she's really funny. Um, maybe they're co MCs. Co MCs. They're co MCs. And um, oh my God, there's just uh, it, I'm just dripping. And um, yeah, so I think that I think there will be a panel of judges that will be. Overly large, but necessary <laughs> for... Maybe it's one of those audience vote things with the buttons. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. You rate everybody on a scale of 1 to 10. I think Tyler Sagan would probably roll up with, like, a lip sync band, where they wouldn't actually play any instruments or do any singing. They would be holding instruments that they pretended to play, and his his idea of the talent is making you think that he's playing and singing. Who would be in this band? Uh, Cody Eakin. <laughs> and what does he play? Uh, Cody Eakin is the bassist. Tyler Sagan uh, sings and plays the triangle. Um, <laughs> Jamie Alexiak uh, does the drums. And uh, who does rhythm guitar? Uh, probably. I feel like that's a yawn mark. Yeah, but I was trying to come up with people who people who pretend shit. Like, Jamie Alexiak <laughs> pretends that he's a good player. <laughs> you were just waiting to drop that, were you? Co- Cody Eakin pretends he's a first-line center. <laughs> Tyler Sagan just pretends. Um, he pretends he's a lot of things. He yeah. pretends he's cool. Let's say Jordy Ben um, is the, the rhythm guitar, not because he's pretending, because Tyler Sagan thinks he's pretending. <laughs> but Jordy Ben is and a secret actual rhythm guitarist. <laughs> Jordy Ben is secretly actually playing, and is the only one, and didn't get the joke. <laughs> That's Jordy Ben. That does sound like a thing that would happen. <laughs> so he starts playing, and Tyler's like, wait, what? What are you doing? <coughs> All right, last question for us. <coughs> we had good. Uh, thank you for all your excellent questions for the bye week with nothing yeah. going on. Julia asks, "Wait, is you reading this or am is I reading you, this? I don't know. I'm reading this. You just read the, uh, the one." Julia asks, "What would each of the stars order at Torchies?" Um, I'm gonna pull out the Torchies menu because I didn't think to do that before. Uh, yeah. Um. So, I think that... I think you're going to get a lot of guys who just go for, like, the straight, like, steak fajita or chicken fajita taco. So a lot of them, I feel like, are not particularly adventurous. Shame. Not I feel that they don't like, have a good chicken I feel like fajita. Tyler Sagan, though, will always get whatever the taco of the month is. Yeah, that, that feels like a... He wants whatever's hot right now. <laughs> he does. Um, I think Patrick Sharp is a fried avocado, because he just feels like that to me. I think that uh, um, Klingberg likes to eat the... Um, I actually... I'm just going to throw the Dirty Sanchez out there because it's something that you would not picture him eating, but he actually loves it. Um, I'll tell you what Jamie Ben does not order. The Mr. Pink. No. <laughs> no. He does not order the Mr. He probably orders the Trash or Trailer Park. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he does. With a side of uh, guacamole. Yes. And I hope all of them order the avocado sauce on the side, too. And the love puppies. Love puppies. Tyler Sagan always gets those. That would be a Tyler Sagan. Yes. 
Yes, that would be a Tyler Sagan thing. God, I love... I want torchies now. Well, we have Thai. I know. I'm actually really excited about the Thai, but I still also want torchies. Um, yeah. I feel like Jason Spezza and I are on the same level, and so it's green chili pork for him. Yeah, I can see that. Um, <clears throat> who gets the monk special? Why am I finally laughing about this? <laughs> I don't know. I dropped in a really good Ben joke and you didn't even laugh. I was trying really hard not to. It hurts a lot. <laughs> um, Monk's special is a Cody Eakin. Oh. Yeah, it is. Yep. And is. I feel like Kari and Yemi order breakfast tacos all the time. Um, Kari and Yemi go back and forth between the wrinkler and the ranch hand. <laughs> Because that's them. That's them. Boop. Cat paw. I'm obligated Cat to play paw. with your toe beans. Sorry. Toe beans! Oh, God. And the stars collectively, as a team, get the brush fire. <laughs> <laughs> they just renamed it to themselves. <laughs> they get a brush fire trashy. <laughs> yeah. Trashy brush fire. <laughs> me on twitter at classlicity i'm marin you can find me on twitter at marinish you can find our official twitter at depart hockey and if you have a longer question comment or concern you can find us at depart hockey at gmail.com you can find our tumblr at depart and our official blog at depart hockey.wordpress.com bye happy anniversary to miracle on ice Woo! beat those commies